This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, buddy, as this episode has come out, WrestleMania is in our rear view mirror, but we cannot review it because it hasn't actually taken place as far as when we're recording today. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. We're still talking all things WrestleMania matches. It is the part two of the WrestleMania match bracket. Uh, so many of our picks have gone through. Not one Darso has been played. Our guest is back to uh, finish this bracket with us. I'm just excited. I'm uh, I have wrestling fever right now. How's your day? Uh, yeah, so far so good. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, I just found out actually as we're recording this a couple days ago. I will be attending the Manias as well. You uh, well, you'll be there as well. So. Um, at some point, we're definitely going to talk about this. I know, you know, sometimes it sucks. It's going to be 10 days after, you know, the uh, event. But unless maybe we pull an audible because we're so elated with it and we throw a special, you know, WrestleMania episode in there. Uh, sorry, it's going to be 10 days later. But this bracket is too important uh, to not record it. And uh, newsflash, Ronald, uh, today is a very special milestone for us on this very episode right here. Uh, do you know what episode this is? It is episode 100, Cole. Congrats, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm on episode 100. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, this you is are. Sweet. Uh, I feel special. Yes. Well, I mean, y it is fitting. Uh, I, this whole wrestling fandom thing would not have happened uh, if not for you and uh, our other cousin, Chris. You guys were the two wrestling fans that i knew and uh you guys were kind enough to share your uh uh illegally <laughs> recorded uh copies of <laughs> the wrestling pay-per-views I, so I was telling ron a couple weeks ago i've probably watched wrestlemania 4 more than any other wrestlemania because i you mm -hmm. know i had the tape because i didn't have to rent it it was there uh you know i, I don't know if you recorded it, let Chris borrow it, and then I borrowed it from Chris or whatever. But I've probably watched WrestleMania 4 <laughs> 20 times. Same. And it's not great. <laughs> See, it's my favorite. Me still too. To it, it's one of my favorites. Still my, yeah. It's still my favorite to this day. Yeah, it's, I love yeah. the one night journey. But yeah. it's, it's not great. <laughs> no, no. No, it's not. But, WrestleMania... but I was a kid and I didn't know that. But WrestleMania yeah. is like pizza. You know, even the worst one's pretty good. Well, WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> hey, you had good things to you had good things to say about Bull Buchanan after you watched it. Nobody has good things to say about Bull. Oh, Cole did no, in order to sell no. a draft. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm saying go watch WrestleMania 2000. Bull Buchanan does like springboard drop kicks and shit. I'm like, whoa, where the hell is this? I didn't know Bull Buchanan could like move, let alone do this. It blew my mind. 
but oh, yeah, it's, it's I did probably... watch it recently to, to talk about it, and it's awful. Oh, yeah, and it's probably good that we're talking about WrestleMania 2000 or 16, however you want to title it, because it is not in any way a part of this bracket. Nothing made it? <laughs> no. The only thing that was in the running from um, 2000 was that was the first three-way ladder match with the Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian, but uh, – that was also the first WrestleMania where they booked way too many matches as well. And so every match was like five to eight minutes. And so even this ladder match that went like 13, 14 minutes, it was just super rushed. Nobody had time to sell because everyone had to get all their stuff in. And it, it's it's good, but not as great as the TLC match from 17, which is phenomenal. So ready to get this thing started. We went a little long last week, so uh, we're not going to dilly-dally around. Oh, no, because um, I plan on we, – we plan. I'm pretty sure we're going to go long today, too, because, you know, if all these <laughs> matches that have already moved on, we're, there's still much meat on the bones when they start facing each other in these next yes. few rounds. Oh, yeah. All right, and so Xander is sitting here as the fourth wheel with us again today. Let's make sure we introduce him today. Xander, say hi to the audience here. Hello. <laughs> All right, let's kick this thing off. The Iron Man match, Brett versus Sean, WrestleMania 12. Take it on one of my favorites, Bret Hart versus Rod, you know, Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Uh, this is the second time we had, you know, the same guy in a match, but uh, I don't know if oh, it is. Mm, it's going to be hard for me to say goodbye to Hot Rod and uh, and and. Brett, it's such a wonderful match. I love it. It's one of the first matches that made me fall in love with the business. But come on, it's the Iron Man match. So Iron Man match moves on. Ronald? Yeah, it's not going to be a lot of argument. You know, if you want to know how I feel about the Hot Rod and Bret Hart matches, go back to last week. I explained it very well. You know, the emotion was perfect. But, you know, again, the Iron Man match is two blockbuster sports icon movies in one match. And the buildup is perfect. I was there, so it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, it, it's just a, it's, we've said this at nauseum, but a masterclass of bell to bell performances. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart moves on. It's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Um, well, what were you going to say, buddy? You had an opinion on one of those matches. What you got? I've got Bret and Shawn too. Yeah, I think we're in agreement on this one. Uh, I know in, in the first round, I did not pick this match because it was going against one of my personal favorites <laughs> in uh, Bam Bam and LT. But in this case, you know, yeah, it's an absolute, you know, classic, um, an hour-long Ironman match between two of the best to ever step into the ring. It, it's got to move forward as much as I did enjoy, you know, Hitman and Roddy, but uh, it, it just doesn't quite compare to, to that main event. All right. Kicking the, kicking the day off right. Unanimous decision. This one might be tough. Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior up against the mixed tag that everyone loves. Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. Ronald? See, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to count my blessings because, you know, I, I went in praising this match last week with the intent that I knew I was going to die on this hill alone, but it actually won in a clean sweep. Yeah. So I'm surprised it got this far, but I'm also not surprised because I still think if you're learning the business, if you just want to put pro wrestling at its core to what you're supposed to accomplish from start to finish of a story and a match, it's this. It's It has everything. You'll laugh. 
You'll, you know, depending on how easy you are when it comes to triumphant stories, you'll cry maybe. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just the, it's the heroes prevailing over dastardly villains, and it's one of those cliche endings that just works. And uh, you know, if this is the the stop that this match gets off of, I, you know, uh, so be it. But I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm going to pick this one again because I didn't give the Warrior Hogan match love last round, and I'm not going to break the streak here for uh, the mixed tag <laughs> match. So if it, if it's if it's Sayonara Ronda Rousey, uh, that's fine, but I'm going to pick this tag match on this round as well. All right. I'm going to let Jeremy go while I figure this out in my head. Yeah, I'm still kind of debating. Uh, what do you think, dude? I'm thinking Hogan versus Warrior. I. Yeah, you know... This is going to be one of those things, I think, where it's going to be, you know, uh, the memory of living through it and the impact that it did have on me as a kid. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Hogan and Warrior. It was just so big at, at that time. It was, you know, a giant match. To me, it was, you know, couldn't get any bigger at that time. It was, you know, the, the two huge icons duking it out. I, I love the other match. You know, like I said, I don't like mixed tag matches usually, and that's a fantastic one, probably the best one I've ever seen. But we're going WrestleMania and, you know, the history and everything. I, I got to go with WrestleMania 5 and not uh, mean that. All right. So I think as a spectacle, the mixed tag is more entertaining. Yeah. I, I think it's if I was going to show two people Hogan and Warrior, you'd run the risk of people going, okay, this is silly. Um, whereas the mixed tag definitely leans into, okay, this is, it's silly, but it's fun and we're, we're enjoying it. And, and there's big spots. We got, we got the table. We got uh, Rhonda suplexing Triple H of all things. Like it's just, it's, it's top to bottom fun. It blew everyone's minds and absolutely stole the show that year <clears throat> and exceeded all expectation. But I feel like since that moment, Ronda Rousey has just been steadily spiraling down. And, and, and it just is, as far as great as it started for it to be going the way it is now, it's a little disappointing. But I can also make that argument for Hogan and Warrior too, right? Like for as big as the, as a Warrior's you know climb to the top was to winning that match, like he's out of the company within eighteen months after winning the title. Like you know he had to drop the belt to Sarge. He had to you know in the thing with Savage. It's yes, Ronald. Whereas you know I I just want I don't know if you were going here. Whereas everything kind of fell apart for Warrior, but. Ronda, the very next year, main event yeah. at WrestleMania as we were right, the first right. women to do so. Right, and so it, she definitely had had a bigger impact. I, I I would argue, I would make the argument that <clears throat> without Ronda Rousey, we don't have the women's movement in WWE. Um, we don't have anything that we have today. So I think she might be the most important figure in women's professional sports because Fair. I think she was the first woman that proved that people will pay their money to see women athletes. Like she's it, it's Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are the only people to sell a million pay-per-views for UFC. Like that's it. Not, not John Jones, not, I mean, GSP was on one of the Brock Lesnar cards. So technically he can make that claim, but of all the huge stars UFC's ever had, like, that's it. There's three people that sold a million, and then like the fourth best ones, like 
not like almost half a million. Like there's a gigantic yeah. drop off between the three biggest stars in UFC history and then everyone else. And so I think Ronda capturing the imagination of the American public and the world really has led to everything here. So it's hard to argue against how significant this match was. So I think I just talked myself into going with the mixed tag match. I'm going to be honest. Like it's a, it's probably a better match. Like fan wise Hogan and warrior was a big deal, but like the warrior meltdown is so epic. And it, it's just like in hindsight, this match ended up being like the top of the mountain and it was all downhill from there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whereas Ronda debuting like really kicked the women's movement into the next level. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with that match. Wow. I'm that, yeah. Monumental. Upset, I think. Yeah. That's in the final eight. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's unless. <sighs> yeah, unless. <laughs> no, no, that match isn't Darso enough for me to, or isn't important enough for me to Darso it. Wow, all right. I think that's definitely an upset. I, that I is definitely say, an upset, really. yes. Yeah, that's definitely an upset. All right. Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13 submission match. Take it on. Randy Savage and Ric Flair from WrestleMania 8. Ron's face just oh, went, oh, no. No, no. No, no I, was, I was scared oh. because I thought this was going to be way harder than this actually is. Oh, no, no. That's, that won't happen until the, the, the finals, if that's possible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that decision is not until we get to the finals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, for me, as much as I love the Savage and Flair match and as much as I put it over the last few weeks, <laughs> Uh, this is where it ends for me. It is absolutely one of my favorite matches of all time. But Brett and Brett and Stone Cold, it, I you could argue this match is every bit as important as Hogan and Andre was. Like this match is more important to Stone Cold than any title one win that he had in his career, uh, and 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 really even like the matches with Vince. Like this moment is what. If Brett doesn't demand that we have blood in this match, Stone Cold might have gotten just like buried on this finish if he passed out with no blood and refused to tap. Like, I think that finish goes over like a fart in church. And, and so, like, oh, but this Brett created the two biggest stars of all time, and this was part one. So, uh, yeah, uh, Brett and Austin for me. Yeah, I mean the atmosphere is perfect too. You got like the you got the fresh UFC guy refereeing the match to really legitimize this fight too. Yes, and you know, and up until this point, Austin was like a heel, and people were cheering him. But it was almost like you know this was a new thing for the new generation fans, where like he was kind of a guilty pleasure cheering this guy. Whereas this match was like okay, it's okay to cheer this guy now. What this guy went through and boo Bret Hart for what for how he treated. A match after he won but yeah it's as much as i love savage and flair this fans and peers and people in the business put this put this bret hart austin match on a pedestal and for a good reason it's a perfect story and a double turn so flawlessly put together that it hasn't been recreated since jeremy uh yeah i uh 
I, I feel like these uh, two matches, as far as being like legendary, memorable WrestleMania matches, are nearly neck and neck, uh, depending on what era you came from and which one you remember more fondly. Uh, that being said, though, uh, you know, even though I was, you know, such a big fan at that younger age, I'm going to go with uh, Austin and, and Hitman. It's just. That much bigger and better of a match, I think, at the time. Uh, like you said, it was that era's Hogan Andre, and it's hard to argue that. And just you know, the the sights at the end of the you know the bloody face and passing out. It it's it's a huge moment. And while I love both of these matches, um, I think you know Bret and Austin is one of the best ones ever when it comes to WrestleMania. So. Uh, I'm going to lean that way. I don't know. Do you agree? Or were you saying you thought something else? Or are we, are we voting the same this way? Or are you going with the other one? I'm going with Brett and Austin, too. Oh, okay. Sweet. All four unanimous. All the way across the board. Awesome. Savage versus Flair. Absolutely boring. Hogan versus <laughs> <Flair>. <laughs> wow. Wow. He went uh, boring. He, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh. He, he's, he's echoing daddy's bitterness <laughs> that it wasn't uh, Hogan and Flair as it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Flair didn't wow. bleed nearly as much as Austin. Yeah, there you go. Hot take. Not enough blood for the boy. Hot take. That's, a gr- that's fantastic. Oh. Wow. Brett, okay, <laughs> moving on to the next matchup. Brett and Owen. Brett versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10, or Chris Jericho versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 19. This might be the toughest matchup we've had so far because both of these matchups are stellar. They're absolute just works of art. They have great finishes. Oh, this one's hard. This This one's almost like choosing between one of my kids here. Um, even I think even my sister would have a hard time with this one because even though Jericho and uh, Shawn Michaels are two of her favorite wrestlers of all time and it's her favorite match ever, um, Owen Hart is also on her short list. So, God, this is tough. Oh, but, I mean, it's me. It's me, so I'm a Brett guy. I got to go Brett and Owen. Ronald? Yeah, you know, both of these matches, they're like neck and neck as far as like technical ability. But for me, it comes down to story and, you know, what this what this match led to. And this match led to such a telling ending of WrestleMania 10. I beat this guy. Why is he on the shoulders of my peers with the title in his hand? I, I love that ending versus the ending of this match at WrestleMania 19 where, you know, there was an embrace and then a low blow. You know, there wasn't really a lot of follow-through after that until maybe 2008 when shit got real and short hair businessman yeah. Jericho came into play. Uh, if we were talking about that feud, I, I would have maybe a slightly different argument. Maybe. But this WrestleMania 10 match and then the matches to follow after is the reason why I'm going to go with Brett and Owen. It's bring me back to my fandom, whereas, like, the WrestleMania 19 match was deeper into my fandom, but I was... The brother versus brother was more impressionable on me at the time. Where are we going, dude? We're going to Brett and Owen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, this one's actually easy. Uh, you know, nothing against the Jericho HBK match. It was a great match, but you're talking about, again, what I consider a, a, probably a top 10 WrestleMania match, one of my favorites with Brett and Owen. 
the story, the match, everything that followed, all the build up to it. It was just fantastic storytelling um, leading up to, through the match and after the match. So, yeah, the, to me, it's an absolutely brilliant match and it's moving forward. All right. So, to the next matchup, one of the all time great bell to bell matches in WrestleMania history, taking on one of the biggest moments in WrestleMania history. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage or The Undertaker losing the streak to Brock Lesnar Ronald. Mm. You got one match that's regarded as one of the greatest bell-to-bell matches in history. So much so that it's like literally tape study for anybody who gets into the business. Anybody who has had better matches than this match will still put this on the pedestal that it should be. Um, and I can talk at nauseum about the streak ending, but the title of this bracket is the greatest WrestleMania matches, not the greatest WrestleMania moments. Uh, if we're going to put moments to the test the streak go the streak ending moves on very easily but i think i'm gonna put my diehard fandom to bed and go with factual behavior and uh i'm gonna say that the better of the two matches is definitely macho man and ricky steamboat all right i'm gonna lead over to jeremy here because him and xander look like they're plotting something so uh what what was it that you said dude just now i said this was easy Okay, and why is it easy? What's your answer? Savage versus Steamboat. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah I, I'm kind of surprised about that, too, buddy. Yeah, because Taker versus Brock, it was an absolute, it was an absolute squash. Brock Lesnar <laughs> just beat The Undertaker, and and they just made, and to this day, a shock. Yeah. Okay. It squashed yeah, my heart. Well, it did. It did. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you know, upon thinking about it, I was like, oh, this is a tough choice. And it is when you look at the moments. But for me, the answer is really easy because it is my favorite WrestleMania match um, and one of my favorite matches of all time. It's going to be, you know, the Dragon and Macho Man moving forward. Uh, not to belittle that moment, though, like Ron said, if we're, if we're doing moments, I mean, that's probably the classic WrestleMania moment right there with the way it shocked the world. But you know, that moment doesn't live up quite to the entire match that is one of the most of exceptional matches I've ever watched in my life, and I've, I've seen it so many times. Flair and Savage, I'm sorry, uh, um, Steve Bump and Savage just absolutely has to move forward. Yeah, I agree. And, and so, you know, when we get down to of some so upwards of 200 to 300 WrestleMania matches of all the time, Maybe maybe closer to 400 at this point now that I'm thinking about it. There's been probably about 10 to 12 matches per Mania at this point, especially the later years where we're getting like 15 matches. So not, you know, it, it's not necessarily a slight on anything. When we're talking about the final 16 best that we could pick out, um, Brock and Taker absolutely in the conversation for biggest moment in WrestleMania history, which is why we love WrestleMania 30 so much because it had so many moments from the opening promo all the way to the end. Um, but yeah, Savage Steamboat's going to be a tough out at any point in this bracket may 
go all the way to the finals and win this whole thing. So, uh, yeah, it's got to move on for me. Thanks for uh, – we've got some great conversation about Brock and Taker, but that, this is where that ends for me. So, ah, that brings... did the, So, the, did the streak end? Do we have a bum bum team? Damn it, bro. We have a damn it, damn it, Ron. That's... <laughs> it surely did end. <sighs> yes. HBK, Shawn Michaels... Versus Ric Flair, thank you, I love you. Or HBK, Shawn Michaels, and Razor Ramon in the ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Oh, Ronald? Okay, so I love, I'm sorry, I love you. It is an emotional roller coaster and one of the best weekends in wrestling. Uh, I, I remember being all being at our house and looking at John fighting tears. It was hilarious. Um, but you know, and, and as great as the match was, you know, it's still the ladder match of ladder matches. It's like, uh, between Razor and Sean and I'm going to go to this well, because I don't mind going to this well, because I, as much as I love the, I'm sorry, I love you. That moment was ruined several times for me, uh, because (laughs) that should have been Ric Flair's last outing. You know, I get it that he wants to wrestle, but, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still a viewer of television and uh, I'm going to armchair quarterback when I feel it's necessary. And that dude should never have come back after a perfect weekend like that. And uh, for that and for that alone, I am going with Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the classic ladder match at WrestleMania 10. To be fair, Flair was not very responsible with his money. And so his TNA return was more about the fact that he was broke than that he wanted to keep wrestling. But uh, now he's not broken. He's doing quite well. Uh, Conrad has taken care of old uh, uh, Papa-in-law Flair there and set him up finally, uh, got him on the the, the right path money-wise. So he's wrestling now because he wants to. So <laughs> your your point is, is still valid. Um, the ladder match is great. It's the finish is a, just phenomenal. Sean is on another level in that match with his selling and his ridiculous bump taking and just everything. It's great. It it is what every ladder match should strive for. Because you you said Flair, you know, Sean had the match with the ladder. Well, Corny says Sean and Razor had the match with a ladder, and he means it as a compliment. They had a professional wrestling match, and there happened to be a ladder at ringside, and they had to use it some time or two. But it is brilliant. It is great. I love that match to death. But I think it's on par with the Flair match. I really think these two matches are pretty even as far as how good they are bell to bell. But the emotion and the story and everything for Flair gives it just a little edge for me. So I'm going Sean Flair and leaving it up to Jeremy. Right, you said you had something to say, bud? Yeah. What's going on? I personally uh, think that uh, I would pick uh, Sean versus Razor, but I would much rather go with uh, Sean and Flynn. Wait, so you said you're, you would pick one, but you'd want to pick the other? Yeah. That made a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're now, you're <laughs> now a wrestling fan. Fickle. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> A farewell match of Ric Flair. 
Well, yeah, you know, and that and that's the thing. I was going to bring it up, and you know, Ron said it. Great match, great moment. <laughs> if the man would have never wrestled again, it would have held a lot more water for me. Uh, I think it, you know the the whole you know mystique or legendary ending of the match and everything takes a little bit of a hit when you know Ric Flair pops up and has more terrible wrestling matches in his older age years after he should have just you know let it be let the you know let his career go and, and that would have lived uh as you know one of the greatest moments it still does but yeah it's the ladder match the ladder match and you know it, it's such a brilliant match and it's so much fun to watch it, you know the the sean and flair match was good but again i think that came more down to a moment than it does the actual match and bell to bell Razor and Sean with a ladder was just brilliant. So I'm going to go with that one. I'm going with the ladder match. Oh, wow. All right. Not Darso material for me. So the ladder match, the ladder match moves on to the next round, the final eight. So we got HBK and Taker, number one, or, or the Rock and Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Uh, so this for me comes down to the age that I am right now and how I feel about the professional wrestling business versus how I felt about it when I was 18 years old. So 18 year old me in a heartbeat would say up oh, Sean and Taker. No doubt about it. It, you know, never, there's no argument, but uh, where I have evolved as a wrestling fan and how I feel about the business nowadays, especially since in today's wrestling business, there aren't characters, there aren't larger-than-life personalities. Uh, there's a few, of course, like Cody, I think, has done a great job with it. Sami Zayn is just ch chock-full of personality, over-the-top. MJF is phenomenal. Uh, and I think Brian Danielson's done a really good job of... of presenting enough character to be great and let's but, not gloss over the fact that roman reigns is a goddamn god yeah now. yeah absolutely so there, but there's a handful it used to be if you watched professional wrestling you would get you know paul orndorff in the opening match who's just like per you know he's got all the personality and he's great and, and then you'd go through the entire card top to bottom and you had Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you had Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and even though Beefer wasn't a great promo, his personality and persona was larger than life than, you know, Jake the Snake, Ted DiBiase. This was top to bottom. Now you get like five or six guys on top that have big personalities, and then everyone else is just Tito Santana, and that's great. <laughs> Tito is a wonderful worker. I don't mean that as a slight, but Tito was never going to be the world champion because he couldn't cut a promo. He didn't have a larger-than-life personality. You know, like, the honky-tonk man did a lot better as the Intercontinental Champion than Tito Santana, not because of talent, but because of personality and the whole deal. So when I look at it for me, the significance of the two larger-than-life personalities, two guys that were able to transcend the business and get into the movies and act and even though Hogan's movies are fucking terrible, <laughs> they, they're 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 bigger than pro wrestling. So for me, this matchup moves on, even though Sean and Taker is like as good as it gets. Ronald? Sean and Taker 
is as good as it gets. And I'm going to go back to the argument that I made about the streak ending versus Savage and Steamboat. You know, there's moments and then there's matches. And with this argument that I'm about to make, you know, bell to bell, pro wrestling match, athleticism, storytelling, exhaustion, effort, all of those point to Taker and Sean. But with my argument in place about moments versus matches, what the hell do you do when one entire match is the moment? Yeah. Start to finish. And that's... And that's why, for me, it is kind of easy. You know, that's going to be a hot take. You know, between these two, you know, you're getting one thing versus getting another thing. Whereas you got the two grizzled bits of their time in a in a clash, in a in a clash of you know that's attitude era callback. It's it's you know everything that you want in a match like grizzled vet versus grizzled vet. But you got. You got mainstream icon versus mainstream icon in a scenario that you never thought was going to take place, and it not only delivered, it over-delivered, and it is still, even after the whole work rate era came to play, the high spot era, even those kids look back on this as, like, the day everything changed for them. Uh, So for that, I'm still going to go Rock and Hogan also. Wow. Jeremy? All right. Before I get into that, I want to say, say what you will about Hulk Hogan's acting. I will die on the suburban commando hill, as <laughs> yes. terrible as it is. Yes. All right. I will die on that hill that that movie is entertaining and fun. So uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch Suburban Commando. Mr. Nanny's the shit, too. Real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Mr. Suburban, Nanny as well. But Suburban Commando has that one scene with The Undertaker that makes yeah. me laugh every You're time. You're a dead yeah. man, Ramsey. Still to this day. Still to this day, it makes me laugh every time. So, but yeah, no, honestly, um, again, it, it, I, I agree with Ron's statement. It, the entire match is a moment, Hogan and and, uh, and Brock, and it's just that is the epitome of WrestleMania right there, my friends. You know, two of the biggest stars in the world, two of the biggest professional wrestlers, both in movies, both icons from different eras, matching up. Uh, I have to go with that. You know, the other match was great. You know, like you said, you know, two WrestleMania vets, two WrestleMania legends, and Undertaker and HBK giving a great match. But it just doesn't live up to the moment and the hype and, and everything that we all wanted and actually got delivered uh, in that Rob Hogan match. It, it could have been the worst thing ever. It turned out to be one of the best things ever. So I, I've got to give it the, yeah. and- the edge there. And you, you, you had something you wanted to say about that match, buddy? Yeah. What's up? There's a reason why I picked uh, Hogan and Rock. What's that? Sean versus Taker one sucks. What? <laughs> that is a Absolutely. hot take. Oh. Dang. You, you was killing Ron today. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't know about that. Even, even though it, Undertaker versus Sean number one was a classic is it still was not good <laughs> he didn't like it apparently wow apparently he's all oh, over the yeah. map making everyone proud and then pissing everyone off that's he's yeah, yeah he, he's got a future so a, in podcasting right there i'm gonna let him pick the darso that'll be fun he's a wrestling fan <laughs> absolutely everything sucks except what i like that's so right yes 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 oh <laughs> uh, i've been yes i've been arguing hard against kenny omega for a while now so i i i, I will stand with him on 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 thing you, you hey 
You take what you want. So, all right. <laughs> Unanimous decision. A little bit surprising to me. Hogan and Rock moving on. But, uh, you know, that's that's why we do the pot. That's why we do the tournament. <clears throat> Hogan versus Andre or Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Mm. Um, yeah. Ronald? Two amazing matches for completely different reasons. Yeah. You got a friendship imploding and basically just a big blow off on the biggest stage possible versus probably the greatest underdog story ever told between the ropes. Um, one financial success story that is beyond being touched again, even for its time. Uh, but like WrestleMania 30 uh, itself is such a good like movie pay-per-view like the the thread of the story of the yes movement the lowest of lows that we took when the Undertaker streak ended that ma- that could have only have taken place on that WrestleMania because of how feel good of an ending that was but that's true but yeah, because like anything else, that that show, the crowd would have been dead the rest of the show because of that Undertaker streak ending. But the fact that yeah. Daniel Bryan won, that that's the only thing that could bring the crowd back. Oh, but we're talking about Daniel Bryan versus Triple H versus Hogan and Andre. As much as we love Bryan and the flowers that we've given Triple H for his performance in this match, it's going up against by the, the biggest match in the history of the industry, not alone the company or WrestleMania, without this match, you know, where do, where does the boom go? Like, where where do we go from there? Like, I, I just don't know. You know, we also got to speak to the mystique of Andre's, you know, run too up until this point. So, yeah, for me, being in the room, watching the Yes-Sylmania, watching the Yes movement, watching Daniel Bryan finally overcoming the odds... It's just, I can't in my heart vote against a spectacle like Hogan and Andre. Not yet. (laughs) Jeremy? Yeah, it's Hogan and Andre for me. Uh, That one's actually pretty easy. It's not a huge debate. Um, Nothing again, you know, nothing against the match between Triple H and Daniel Bryan. It was a great match, you know, and it deserved to be in this part of the bracket, but you're going up against, you know, one of the biggest matches of all time. And, uh, yeah, and for me, it's just I, I am personally because of my age when I started watching, I'm gonna remember it just a lot more fondly. You know that that was part of my childhood. That WrestleMania and that match was so huge, and yeah, I just I have to go that way. It's got to be Hogan Andre as we head into like the top eight. If it's not pushing its way forward, then this bracket is broken. <laughs> okay. So we all know how much I love Hogan and Andre, and I've put it over to the end of time, and I'm always defending this match. It is the reason that Dave Meltzer can go fuck himself because he has this as like a negative four-star match or some just ridiculous nonsense, and then he's giving Kenny Omega seven stars. So uh, the Brian-Triple H match is... 15 years of my of my wrestling fandom like from the moment i discovered independent wrestling 
and that Brian Danielson existed. He was my favorite wrestler in the world because Bret Hart was gone. Goldberg took him out, <laughs> and he's not wrestling anymore. And so for 15 years on this ride with Brian Danielson to that moment was a huge deal for me personally in my fandom. And so I would love nothing more than to have two Triple H matches in the final eight of this bracket after we've spent two years and 100 episodes of kind of making fun of him. But I'm going to save my Darso because there are still Bret Hart matches left in this. Oh, God. So moving on will be Hogan and Andre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that brings us to the final eight. Final eight greatest matches in the history of WrestleMania, according to the creative team. Iron Man, the Iron Man match. Brett and Sean, take it on. I think this is time for this to get off the boat. But the mixed tag Triple H and, Ronda, or, and Steph versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, the dark horse in this tournament in the Elite Eight. Ronald? I can't believe this one stuck around as long as it did. Uh and I, I I can't say any more about it because I've said it all. And I I, I I can't say any more about the Iron Man match because through the past 100 episodes, I've said it all. So it just really comes down to it's A or B. And my God, if if we've taught you people at home nothing, uh, it's A. Uh, I'm, I have to go Iron Man match. You know, tr- I'm so – I was so stoked that the, ta- that the mixed tag match – Past the first round, so yes. I'm going to take the win there, but I have to go with my heart of hearts, and that's Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 in the Iron Man match. Moving forward, Jeremy, oh, this would be the funniest time to use my Darso. Well, the vote's not but, over uh, yet, so <laughs> but, uh, I'm not going to, but it's, it would be funny. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Iron Man match. You know, as fun as, you know, the tag match was, as, you know, much better than I even expected, you know, it was a good match. It was a good time. You're talking about a a fun match against a classic. Um, And, you know, just watching those two absolute legends battle for an hour is, yeah, that, that is, again, it's one of those matches I think is the epitome of WrestleMania. You know, those two guys, two of the best to ever do it, one hour in just a classic. It's got to move forward over the uh, gimmicky but fun mixed tag tag. Mixed tag match. I don't know. Do you agree, buddy? No. No? No. What are you picking? No, I'm going to use my uh, Darso. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that would be my Darso. You don't get to use my Darso. Sorry. I'm going to go for a mixed tag team match because I would just because I would just like fall asleep to one hour. Yeah, he would. Hour, <laughs> usually the match is about seven minutes long. He's like, is this almost over yet? Uh, understood. <laughs> That's okay. Personal preference is part of the bracket here. But so, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, child. What do you know? Uh, Who'd you ever beat? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm serious, Ron. <laughs> this mixed tag match has taken out Hogan and Savage and Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. 
<laughs> and now is it going to take out the Iron Man match? Should it? Absolutely not. The Iron Man match is a masterpiece, and I love it. It's everything that's great about pro wrestling, and so it is unanimously in the final four. Moving on to Brett versus Austin or Brett versus Owen. My God, I hate life right now. What are we doing, uh, Ron? Yeah, personal taste. I love the brother versus brother angle, and I love the opening match to WrestleMania 10, and I love the ending of WrestleMania 10 with questions that we're asking ourselves. Uh, okay, the better man won at the beginning, but the loser is wearing the title. He beat Yokozuna. There's questions. We got to tune in tomorrow. I love all that. <clears throat> but the Austin turn, the Brett turn, that match... It, that is WrestleMania 13. You know, they could have they could have just aired that match and called it WrestleMania 13, and I don't think anybody would care. <laughs> That's how everyone <laughs> watches it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the most brilliantly pulled off angles you can do inside of a match. Uh, it got the point across. It made somebody. It made another guy, too. It reinvigorated Brett's career. As much as we want to say that he makes everybody with his matches, he needed that match as much as anyone as well. Uh, so I, you know, Owen and Brett is what it is. Love it to death. Great year for wrestling. It was the only thing holding that company up in 94 was that feud. Yeah. But I got to go Brett and Austin. It's one of the most important matches, bell to bell, ever. Yeah, so for me, I would probably give a slight edge. Bell to Bell, in a vacuum, Owen and Brett is more to my taste. It's what I love. It's great. So I would probably give the match quality slight edge to Brett and Owen. But with professional wrestling, the story matters as much as the match. And that's something that I've... I've grown to attach myself to more as an older man than, uh, you know, when when I was actively wrestling or when I was a teenager. There is nothing bigger than Austin and Brett. As much as I love Owen, Owen never was able to really, truly break through to be a tippy-top guy. Whereas the match with Brett, Brett, without any buildup, without any help, really to getting the title got himself over with the king of the ring and yokozuna and this feud with with owen made him a top guy because the company the machine never got behind him and gave him that push he just arrived and then he had to make it work but owen never got through brett made austin the biggest star in the history of the business arguably right up there with austin uh or, or with hogan with this match so for me oh as much as i hate it this is like picking between my two favorite children not the middle child you know <laughs> oh it's brett and austin for me yeah jeremy yeah you know this is getting tougher because you know you're talking about two of my favorites at this point you know and we're gonna get there as as we get down to the final matches but when when I think about it, when I look at it, um, the match that I just between those two, as much as I love them both, the one I would say I enjoyed more uh, and had the bigger impact is going to be uh, Brett and Austin. Um, 
you know, can't say anything better or much more good about the uh, Owen and Brett match. But in the long run of the WrestleMania history, wrestling history, and everything like that, this match just delivered in every way. And I think it's one of, you know, it's a top five, ten match in WrestleMania history. And I I, kind of think they both are. But, yeah, Austin and Brett is just legendary and needs to move on. All right. It's unanimous. Savage and Mm -hmm. Steamboat. Taking on HBK, Razor Ramon, ladder match, WrestleMania 10. These were the only two five-star matches for the first two ten or the first ten years of WrestleMania, according to Meltzer. So we might as well just put that out there. Um, so Savage and Steamboat or Sean and Razor ladder match. Uh let's go with Jeremy first on this one. Oh, this one's, you know easy again for me both great but you're talking about my favorite wrestlemania match of all time so savage and uh steamboat are moving forward wrestlemania 3 was just huge that match was fantastic the story was great um you know it's hard to take the the ladder match out of the running uh because it was fantastic everyone loves the match everyone remembers it um a lot of people you know probably have to be a little older to remember you know, Flair and Savage as clearly and as fondly as some of us do. But yeah, that that is one of my favorite matches of all time and it's moving forward on my board. All right. One for Savage and Steamboat Ronald. Savage and Steamboat uh, you know, I've I've made this comparison several times because a lot of the recent stories about it was the fact that Macho Man was known for writing his big matches. But my argument to that, if you think that's, you know, a negative is the greatest songs ever made were written as well. Whereas those things are rehearsed and perfected. Uh, these guys wrote stuff on paper and then went and performed it as if they were at- reacting on instinct and did it the entire time and told a great story because they're the ca- caliber athletes they are. Uh, the, the latter match for me between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon was the first time that I didn't get a pay-per-view that I would actually that I actually sat in my bed and watched the scrambled TV to like nice. get just just increments of 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 a visual of what that was going to look like cuz at that point I never seen a ladder match and by the time I actually got to rewatch WrestleMania 10 and watch it it lived up to everything that I wanted I was 10 years I was 8 years old when it came out and in like 9 and a half when I actually got to see it and uh, the wrestling historian wants me to go Savage Steamboat so bad, but I think I've I think I've done justice to historics this bracket and it behaved really well in that regard. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot just for this ladder match. Uh, I can't I can't back to back eliminate WrestleMania 10. Uh, I got to keep some of WrestleMania 10 going. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor is going to move on from me, even though this is, might be the last time we talk about it. <laughs> so for me, the match of WrestleMania 10 is Brett and Owen. And since that's already gone, it doesn't hurt my feelings to dump the ladder much, the ladder match uh, as, as much um, as it does for Ron. Uh, oh. So 
so Savage Steamboat is still making an impact on the business today. And of course the latter match has because it became a, a you know, a staple in wrestling after the, you know, because it was such a big deal and so good that it has become a staple. But we just witnessed uh, Brian Danielson and MJF do an hour long match. And they basically did the entire finish of Savage Steamboat time three times in the middle of that Iron Man match. They're 30 minutes in and they did all the high spots from the Savage Steamboat match or, or, or something akin to it. You yeah. know, they did like 37 pinfall reversals in a row. It's intense. It's insane. It's incredible. If you didn't get to see MJF versus Brian Danielson, highly recommend it. It's a great Iron Man match. Might be my second favorite Iron Man match of all the times, if I'm being honest. But, uh, I just, I, the problem, the, the thing is, the ladder match has gotten so bad in, in today's history that it, like, makes me just, like, hate that this match happened because it was so good <laughs> and, and like it's so brilliant that it's just like it 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 it's one of those moments like like how I talk about the Halloween Havoc match with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio like the those moments that they were so good that everyone's been trying to imitate them since then and it like it makes me hate the match that it happened because it was like you know, patient zero for bullshit that's going on today. <laughs> so I'm going to give the edge to Savage Steamboat, Ronald. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, any Darso material going on here today, but I no. think we may we may have found the one, depending on how you guys vote. I can tell you right now. Oh, Hogan and Rock. Or Hogan and Andre, Jeremy. Oh, of course you got to start with me. Yes, yes, because you actually second. lived I, through it. So, <laughs> what? What do you got, dude? I mean, they're both really classic uh, matchups, but you're but uh, you're talking about like uh, the main event of WrestleMania three for the WWE Championship. Uh, honestly, I gotta. Go with uh, Hogan and Andre, unless you disagree. Well, I, I, I'm still debating. That's why I let you talk for a minute. Um, yeah, this is tough. Uh, you know, it, it, it was the epitome and the, you know, peak of Hulkamania when he got to slam and pin Andre at WrestleMania three. Um, so legendary, so, so big. And yeah, it, but the, you know, the rock Hogan match almost felt as big at the time, you know, these two larger than life legends in this industry, having just this classic, not wrestling match, but wrestling, you know, moments. Um, I mean, quality of wrestling wise, the matches were pretty even, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was no, you know, classic wrestling, a hold for a hold or anything in this in these two matches. It was about, you know, larger than life characters duking it out. This one is really tough for me. Um you know, I'm gonna go. I'm kind of surprising myself. I'm going Hogan Rock. 
I'm going to go with that one uh, just because of how WrestleMania 3 kind of put wrestling on the map, but that moment was, you know, so big between The Rock and Hogan. So many people are into it. It brought two different generations of fans together for this one match. Yeah, I'm going Hogan and Rock. Because, like you said, it is a full match that is just a WrestleMania moment from beginning to end. Well, in the main event of WrestleMania 3, not only did Hogan pin Andre, but he also ended his 15-year streak. That is true. In WWF land, Andre the Giant was undefeated for 15 years. It is absolutely a big moment, which is why this is so tough. Ronald, what do you got for us on this one? Yeah, WrestleMania 3, biggest business of all time, most watched match of all time, really huge buildup. You got the, the the guy that put WWF on the map with his appearance in Rocky and the Hulkamania running wild. Andre the Giant, you know, even though like in WWF land, he's, he was undefeated for 15 years. Uh, there's a reason why the start of every WWE show begins with the clip of Hogan slamming Andre. It's the biggest moment of all time that was in the middle of one of the biggest matches of all time. And this is tough because, like, I feel like because I didn't live through that time, it doesn't really matter because the moment's so big that you ha- that you can almost vicariously live live with, through, some, through, like, the lens of you, Jeremy. Like, I, I could put myself in your shoes and watch that match and pretend that I'm back there. But... I think the biggest difference between Rock and Hogan versus Hogan and Andre was that, you know, technology had severely increased. The internet was the thing. Everyone was was like, it felt like it was this unreachable thing for Hogan and Andre to meet, in the, uh, for Hogan and Rock to meet in the ring. So when it finally happened, you just heard everybody in unison react to it the way people should have. And... I don't know if it's because I actually walked for miles at you know as a heavy set t- teenager to go watch this match. I, I put in work to go and see this match on pay per view. Oh, you know, it's hard to pick between these two, but you know, I think the I think the better match. You can you can argue about the atmosphere and the time period, but I think the better match the frothing of the mouth that the fans were, the the double turn before the match even started, the aftermath, the follow-up, all signs, the more I explain about it, the more I explain it, I, for me, it's Rock and Hogan. Whoa. So, Hogan and Andre not only was the, you know, the, the set the attendance record, it was the biggest pay-per-view until WrestleMania five. Uh, but it was closed captioned. It was the last one that was closed captioned as well. And so it was the largest audience ever for a closed caption event. Um, and then the rematch uh, where we did the twin referees was 30 million viewers. 30 million. That's four times larger than any Raw <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> so, uh, God. Um, but... I'm going to make this unanimous. I'm going Rock Hogan because I feel so if if Hogan versus Andre was the what put wrestling <laughs> in the mainstream was the 
the be-all, end-all that launched wrestling into the next thing. I feel like Hogan versus Rock was kind of the last big moment where wrestling was really, truly mainstream. And everything after that, after WCW died and the Attitude Era was over, I think this was like the final nail in the coffin of the Attitude Era. And that's when like the decline in interest in wrestling started going downhill. I feel like from Hogan and Andre all the way up to Hogan and Rock, it was building, growing. There's maybe a little lull in the middle in 92 through 95, but like it became the biggest entertainment brand. It was right up there with sports. I mean, it was doing better than hockey, and it was up there with, I mean, beating Major League Baseball and NBA in the ratings on a weekly basis. And then to be where it is now, where there's like 20% of the audience left from what it was in the Attitude Era, I I just think that Hogan Rock was the last truly big, great, mainstream moment we're ever going to get in wrestling history, and it deserves to move on and be in the Final Four. So... That said, we have two matches left and three Darsos. Oh. So this could be fun. Or we could just all agree. Maybe it's just that these matches are all so great that nothing is really hurting anyone's feelings. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, I get this point. Yeah. Hogan versus Andre is better than the one you just. You know, than the one you <laughs> well, just made. We're, at least we're making one person mad. <laughs> yes. At least he doesn't have a Darso. <laughs> yeah. Or Hogan versus a rock, Icon versus Icon. That, that was like the title of the match. Oh, all right. Final four. Here it is, Ronald. We finally got here. We finally have to do this. The Iron Man match, Brett and Sean, or Austin and Brett. We finally have to do it. I'm not going first. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, want to go first? I'll go, yeah, I'll go first. This isn't, this isn't as tough for me as it is for you two. I understand. Um, you know, because I, I appreciate the Iron Man match and know that it's a classic and know that it deserves to be here and all that good stuff. But personal preference, I'm going with Austin and Brett. Uh, I just, I felt the match was bigger and more important. Uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, just the Crimson Mask, the passing out, making, you know, Stone Cold a huge star that night. It, it, that for me is just, Again, a personal thing. I think both great matches, both huge in the WrestleMania history, but Austin and Brett is going to move on for me. All right, Austin and Brett. So, okay, for me, it's it's tougher than, you, than the audience might think because we put over the Iron Man match so much. But I, you cannot under estimate how important the final minutes of the Austin and Brett submission match is in the history of the wrestling business. Like I know we're talking about matches, but to me the match is from when the entrance music hits until you're off the screen and the exit music is done. So like for me, the afterbirth, all of that is part of the match. And so it it really elevates that up to me to even though the Iron Man match to me is the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my entire life and and I've watched a lot of wrestling <laughs> it the the importance of 
the submission match of Austin bleeding and not tapping out really makes this difficult. However, the thing that makes the Iron Man match my number one match is that almost to a man, every single person that I know or met in the business from Scorpio Sky to Scott Lost to my sister to Johnny Gargano, uh, Gre- you know, Greg Gregory Iron, Adam Cole, most of these people are either a Brett guy or a Sean guy. And the Iron Man match is that moment. Like I flat out like to Eddie Kingston. I talked when, when I interviewed him on an old podcast I was doing, he said the, the, the Sean winning broke his heart so much that he, as a, you know, 14 year old kid, 13 year old kid said, I'm not watching wrestling anymore. Cause I'm so heartbroken. Like he stopped watching WWF for a while because Sean ripped his heart out of his chest and beat Brett at WrestleMania. And there's so many guys in the business that, that this moment, this match is literally the reason they're in the business. So like for me, even though Austin and Brett's a bigger deal, I think in to the casual fan or the people that are the, the fans of wrestling, uh, I don't think they're the business would be, what it is today that all of the guys in this business that are here today on top, they would not have gone out of their way to find a wrestling ring and buy boots and figure it out and be here today. If not for Brett and Sean. So like this match is still to this day, it changed the business to what it is right now. So uh, I it's Iron Man for me, Ronald. Yeah, Iron Man goes down in history as the creative team's favorite match of all time. It's my favorite match of all time. It is like a prime example of what you can do technically in the ring as well as telling an emotional story. Uh, but when it comes down to these two matches, you know, I'm going to go I'm going to boil it down to build up the bell to bell and then the aftermath and then what it did for both parties and the wrestling business rather. And with with the with with the boyhood dream, it was such a moment for me as a as a ten year old watching Shawn Michaels finally prevail and win that match. Uh, but you know, you know, as we go forward, and I've heard like uh, criticisms of the Iron Man match that I kind of get, but I don't get because if you put it in a bubble and just watch technical masterpiece at work, it's amazing. I get that, like if you know you're going to be there for an hour, you're just going to watch the last few minutes. I don't care about that argument. Just suspend disbelief like you do the rest of the show. But for Austin and Brett, you know, we always talk about how Brett makes guys. You know, I feel like Austin, Brett needed Austin as much as Austin needed Brett, too. Brett gave, uh, Austin gave Brett that edge that to a point where we, were, we bought him as the dick heel from then on in. Even though it was his mastermind and his, you know status in the business to really pull that match off and tell the story the way it should have been told you know it all it was a big boom for the attitude era it put austin on a pedestal who became like the biggest name and the biggest money draw since hogan uh yeah what that match what that match meant to the business versus my personal fandom of the iron man match gives it the slightest of edge and fucking for the sake of content and potential Darso usages. <laughs> I gotta go with Austin. Ble- <clears throat> I gotta go with Austin bleeding out, and uh, 
Brett turning heel and making Austin the biggest baby face that the 90s ever saw. Oh, this is so hard. Yeah, now this is actually choosing between two children, Cole, because it's two yes, Bret Hart yes, matches. Is. I mean, what? Yes, what? yes, it is. <laughs> yes, this is choosing between Autumn and Victoria. <laughs> also, cannot reach the ropes of Vassimus. I know. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not going to darso this because, like I said, uh, in history's place in wrestling fandom, it's there. So I'm not. Not gonna argue with you guys. It's hard to darso these things right. because the arguments are completely fair for every match. They're you know completely on point, and you can't look at a match like you know say no, that's not good enough to be here. I'm gonna darso <laughs> it now. It, it, once you get to this point, you know, like if if the mixed tag match was still here, I'd probably be darsoing it out. Yeah. But <laughs> stuff like this, stuff like this, you'd really just you can't argue with the argument if the mixed See, tag match was still here i'd be darsoing it in yes yes you would exactly <laughs> no i i thought about it for a second i almost darsoed uh the mixed tag on the iron man because i had a feeling brett and austin was gonna edge out so we might as well just make it easy uh so i didn't have to debate this out and and watch it go down but I, all right final final matchup before we get to the end of this thing there's three Darso's in one match, so only one person is going to have an opportunity to use their Darso here on the show. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or Rock versus Hogan uh, Go Ron. Yes, you got one match that's regarded as top two, three WrestleMania matches of all time, and you can make a case for the other one being one of the other three uh, for name yeah. value alone. Uh, you got one match that's icon versus icon. You got like, you know, a, a superhero versus superhero. Yeah, you got history versus history. Whereas you just got two guys in WrestleMania three who everyone is there to see the main event, but we're going to make you remember this. And we're gonna force you to make to make you remember this. And this was where everyone took Macho Man seriously as a bell to bell as a bell to bell performer, not only as a character. But for me, it's it's Rock and Hogan just for like the meaning of it all on the way in, and before they even touch, you knew what you were getting yourself what you were getting yourself into. And you know, and just in case this is the last time we're talking about this match. You know, the, the argument kind of rose up that if you just watch this match on mute, it's not as good. And I call all sorts of horseshit on that. You know yeah, why? I agree. Because if I watch it on mute, you know what I hear instead? Me making those noises because I am <laughs> on a fucking thrill ride anyway. Because those guys are Rock and Hogan. And it's you're never going to get two names that big going against each other. It's not going to be the same. Uh, just the match on paper was worth walking in the rain to someone else's house to watch this pay-per-view. Whereas, like, on paper, Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat was a match on the card that was, holy shit, great after you viewed it. It wasn't like appointment. Yeah. It wasn't appointment, sit on your ass, this is going to be great, and then it followed through. It was, a, it was a pleasant surprise that stands the test of time. I will give it that. Love the match to death. But Rockin' Hogan is Rockin' Hogan for a reason. 
and I gotta I gotta have it move forward. All right, Jeremy. What what do you got? I've got Savage versus Steamboat because either one will be even bigger than Hogan versus Rock. What's that? What was that? Hogan versus Steve Austin. Yeah, but we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, it could have happened. So let's, let's get back on topic. Hey, here. if we have a dream match and, bracket. Uh, no, no, no. You know what? I think that's a good point because this match for everyone involved wanted this to be Hogan versus Austin. Like nobody yeah. was saying they wanted Hogan and Rock. I think that we could go back to the WrestleMania 8 argument for this one where it should have been Hogan and Flair. I think that's actually a really good point there by Xander that this would have this should have been Austin Hogan and what we got happened to be great just like what we got with Savage and Flair happened to be great but it should have been Austin and Hogan. Yeah, you know, we, we got a lot more than we expected out of Hogan and Rock. Yeah. Um, one thing I will, you know, to go back, I know I grew up with WrestleMania three. So for me, I, you know, I go a little bit opposite of what Ron said that, you know, it wasn't a match we were looking forward to, but we got something good. I was invested because of the story heading into that match. You know, I watched Randy Savage, you know, crush Steamboat's windpipe with a bell. And then he had to, you know, I had to watch a segment where Steamboat was learning how to talk again and all that stuff. And then the comeback for WrestleMania, you know, and getting the getting the revenge and everything. So I was totally invested in the match when it delivered. And like I said, it's like my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Um, that being said, it is hard to argue with Hogan and Rock. And, you know, the moment it was and everything, uh, how big it was, legend versus legend, and in the grand scheme of wrestlemania it is probably you know the bigger match the most you know the more known match but God, this is tough it really is because i believe hogan the rock deserves to move on i feel they both deserve to move on and it's going to be a personal preference thing but i'm going to stick with savage and steamboat i don't think it was as big of a match i don't think it had the impact on wrestlemania and the wrestling history but for me personally, from my fandom, when I was a fan and growing up with that, it, it holds a little special place. So, yeah, I'm sticking with the WrestleMania pretty much. The Rock will be Hall of Famer one day. <laughs> All right. This is great because the Iron Man match is out for me. So <laughs> my my dog is out of this fight. However, um I didn't think Rock and Hogan would be here, and it really does deserve to be here. And it it's just one of those things for me that it's the fans' choice, but like it feels like a match that smart smart fans should hate. But I think even the smart fans are like, this match was so great. Like you can't at any point just undo what Hogan did in the business and his importance. And the same for the Rock. I'm not the biggest rock fan. So when I'm dying on this hill of this match being like one of the all-time great matches in the history of the business, it's always feels fun and it's a little silly. So really I'm just trying to decide who's Darso. I think it might actually get played if I go the other way. Um, but I, to be fair, I have uh, voted against myself so I could use my own Darso at some point because the rules is the rules. <laughs> But I'm going to go 
I'm going to go Hogan and Rock on this one to the finals. Even though I think Steve Steamboat Savage is clearly the better wrestling match because of historical significance and the whole entire match. This one is because I lived it live and I got to see it and the feeling in the room, let alone what it must have felt like in Toronto that night, like the feeling in my living room when Hogan and Rock were there was just insane and we were all giddy. And it's so this is one case where his where where old school I'm going with the newer match, even though at this point it's almost oh no, it is twenty years old. So Hogan and Rock, Jeremy. Like again, I can't, I can't argue with it. I you know it's not the choice I've made, but I also can't argue with it because um, there was a split second where I thought you know maybe I should go the other way, but you know I, I'm gonna let it slide. I, I know you want me to use my Darso, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna save it for possibly the uh, the final match here. Well, so. you can't use it in the finals, <laughs> so that is oh, it. Okay. We have gotten to the finals. Nobody used a Darso for the first time in this podcast history. Uh, usually Ron and I are trying to piss each other off, but today I think this one's yeah, hard. everything, all the, all, I mean, nobody, nothing here was outlandish. Nothing was over the top. They, you know, I didn't have Ron and Dave teaming up against me to make sure Santino Morella made it to the finals of the final four in the greatest Canadian wrestler <laughs> of all time bracket. Uh, <laughs> so here I wanted, I wanted to pull a Darso at some point, but it, yeah, it's too tough in this round. Uh, it wasn't one of those matches. I'm like, well, that's a stupid match. We ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one of those. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, the finals have arrived. Brett and Austin versus Hogan and The Rock. Um. I'll go ahead and go first because I, I mean, we all hate this. Um, so basically, this comes down to Brett and Austin or Hogan and Rock. I know that the match going into the match, the buildup was bigger for Hogan Rock because this was icon versus icon. This was the greatest wrestler of the last generation versus the greatest wrestler of this generation. It's like that great Super Bowl we got a couple years ago where we had Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, like the old guy versus the new star. It's everything in this match is just magic. It's great. I think the match itself is absolutely underrated. Um, I, I think this is a really just wonderfully told story, <sighs> bell to bell. Um but it's Brett the Hitman Hart, ladies and gentlemen. So Brett in Austin is the vote for me. I will uh, acquiesce to Ronald. Okay. Yeah, for me, I think, you know, I can make a case for myself that these are the two biggest WrestleMania matches of all time. If I'm going to rewatch WrestleMania matches, it's going to be these two first. Um, that being said, if I'm going to be forced to pick the better of the two, I'll ask myself and you to this what was the follow-up from each you know rock and hogan was one big build-up to an epic season finale clash of clash of styles and eras and then you know after the fact we got red and yellow hulk hogan which was fun and it was great 
Rock went away, didn't come back until he was the Hollywood heel, and they ran it back for a rematch, and it wasn't that great. Austin and Bret Hart, their match at WrestleMania 13 was not only a perfect story told throughout the match, but what it did for not only both parties, but for the company and the industry going forward uh, cannot be understated or forgotten about uh, and probably is what is going to give the edge for me personally if we're talking about greatest WrestleMania matches. Icon versus Icon is what it is, but what it did for the business going forward is what it's going to boil down for me. And I feel like we were all on a big buildup to a party and then the party ended versus we got this one match only WrestleMania show of this submission match and it made one of the biggest guys ever and it reinvigorated one of the best wrestlers ever. So that's my pick. Brett and Austin, two to nothing. So Jeremy... Put a bow on this uh, conversation here. Uh, it is funny, though, Ron's little slip of the tongue there. Uh, uh, maybe some fans caught that. But, yes, there is no Rock Austin match in this 32 uh, because the matches all weren't very great. I'm sure we're the only, you know, podcast that's going to do a 32 bracket that's not going to have Rock Austin mentioned. So we had to at least mention it. But, yeah, we didn't like the matches, so go away. <laughs> all right. What do you got, buddy? What's your favorite of the two? Well... I just gotta say they're both classic matches, but had to choose one. Um, you know what? I gotta go with Hogan and Rock on this one. Okay, understandable. It's more your era kind of thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, when I when I look at these two matches, um, I feel like. Well, while, while it wasn't as you know mega and as big. Uh, as far as star power and everything, the Austin and Brett match had everything a WrestleMania needs. It had the story, had the build up, had a great match, had the blood, you know, had the great finish, um, built a star, uh, you know, it did everything it was supposed to do. Hogan and Rock feels like the epitome of a giant WrestleMania match, and it really was, you know, like you said, the two icons, but. If we're talking about just great match that had everything that you wanted to deliver, uh, I'm going to give the edge to, uh, you know, Brett and Austin. Um, just for what it did for WrestleMania and for the future of wrestling and everything, I, I agree. You know, we got the big buildup, the one big party match, and everything was great, and it was a good time, but then we got the one that really made a big difference in, you know, years to come. And just a great match to watch. So if I want to go, I'm actually at the point right now, I want to go and watch both of them again. <laughs> yes. Now that we're here. Yes. I kind of want to go sit down and watch them both again. But uh, if I were to choose, I'd probably sit down and watch uh, Austin and Brett first. So um, that's going to be my, my choice. That, that is as good a reason as any to, uh, to, to move a match on. If you can only watch one of these matches, which one would you pick? So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest match in WrestleMania history, according to the creative team, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, WrestleMania 13 submission match. Conrad Tonto will be very proud of us, Ronald. 
Yes, yes. 11-year-old 11, 11 me is pleased. 1997 was a great year for wrestling. It was the kickstart of the big Attitude Era boom. My favorite era in wrestling, it's when I was just glued to my television weekly. I had weekly appointment television every single week. Raw was on fire. Stone Cold was all the rage. Ah, it's bringing me back. What a great, what a great bracket. Absolutely. So, Jeremy, thanks for being us today. And big shout out to Xander. Thanks for joining us and helping us out with some hot takes today. Uh, yeah. A couple of things, a couple of classics that suck, according to my boy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, Jeremy, you want to go ahead and uh, let the people know what you're doing, what you're working on, uh, plug all your radio shows and all the good stuff so you can get oh. a few uh, listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, if uh, you guys are uh, into music, uh, rock, alternative, metal, that kind of stuff, uh, I, I do a, a, a few shows uh, every week on dirtyradio.fm. Uh, and uh, I'm on Fridays and Sundays from 1 to 5 p.m. I give you an hour of just a big mix of rock and metal and uh, alternative. Then I do a show called Undercover at 2 o'clock, which is all cover tunes in those genres. And then I do, uh, from 3 to 5, I do a show called Kick Rocks, the hip-hop alternative. It's two hours of rap rock, rap metal, underground hip-hop, old school. And uh, it's every uh, Friday and Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m., dirtyradio.fm. You can listen online or download the free app. All right, Xander, do you have anything you want to say before we go for today? Nope. All right. Nothing. Sweet. Okay. Good man. He's he's right to the point. He's fantastic. Ronald, any closing thoughts? Maybe what are we doing next week? Have we decided yet? Oh, next week we will let you know because we're on the road to WrestleMania. We're going to enjoy WrestleMania as well as our audience at home. But when we come back, we're going to come back strong with maybe a WrestleMania little recap as well as what we have planned for you. We will announce. We will go to the drawing board. It's going to be a great hundred more episodes for you fans out there. Yes. Congrats, you guys. Oh, yes. 100 episodes. Have not missed a week, no matter how crazy life got. Uh, But uh, we're going to be going back to the drawing board and giving you more fresh content, more Take It Up with Creatives with stars you love and maybe stars you forgot about. Can't wait to do it. (laughs) Top tens. We got drafts in the works. I can't wait to go into it. But, Cole, for now, I can't wait to go to WrestleMania. So I prefer that you just take us home. Yeah, and if it, it just one thought, if the fans have uh, any suggestions for Take It Up With Creative, go ahead and sit, uh, submit them, send us a message, hit us up on our social medias, which will play in the outro song here. You can find us all on the uh, Twitters and the uh, Facebooks and the uh, Instagrams. So uh, for Ron Kilborn and our guest Jeremy James with his sidekick Xander here, uh, thanks for listening. We love you. I'm Cole Dawson, by the way. Good night. Mwah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130. And follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team. Team.